So you know the show Cheers? Like he, um, one of the characters was Kelsey Grammer, and he left the show Cheers, and I guess for some reason they started Frasier, where he just goes to Seattle and becomes a talk show host. It has nothing to do with oh. Cheers, and no one is in it from Cheers. It was a spinoff from Cheers? Yeah. Well, the spinoff is that his character was in Cheers, and then he left the show, and then the show has nothing to do with Cheers ever again. But it's the same character. It's just Kelsey Grammer's character, but he's the same from the show, but he left Cheers and moved across the country. But it's like in the same continuity, like the he has the same name and everything. Yeah, I think actually they might like mention them at some point, but it is it's the same character. Yes, it is a it is a direct spinoff, but um, it has zero relation to it, and it's a completely different show. And you, you would never know if you just watched Frasier. That's completely insane. I had no idea. Yeah, dude, it's elite. It's a, but anyway, I was talking about Brendan Fraser because I rewatched the Mummy and the Mummy Returns the other day, and they hold up really well, dude. I was like, modern action kind of sucks, dick. Action movies. Yeah. yeah, it does. The Mummy was dope, dude. And there's this cool thing where in The Mummy 2, he's like married to the girl. And like after every scene, they would just start making out. And it was really <laughs> cool, dude. Like he, they'd like kill a bunch of mummies and like they'd both be in mortal danger. And then they'd like live the fight. And he'd like grip her and this like romantic music would start playing and he'd like dip her and kiss her in the mouth. And he would just focus on it for like five straight seconds. And I was like, dude, this movie rules. <laughs> this guy loves his wife. That's great. Yeah. They also don't have like the dumb bullshit um, Marvel humor where they're like, that just happened. It's just, he's just always like saying cool stuff and like doing cool things. There's also a scene I had to rewind and watch again because they're chasing a guy. I think it's in the mummy one. They're like chasing a guy that's like, that like betrayed him and he chases him into a room. And it's this really cool thing where it's like this small squirrely guy with a really shitty penciled mustache and chase him into a room. And Brendan Fraser walks in. He's like walking. It's like, it gets, it's like a sort of a reverse on the trope, like Michael Myers thing. Cause this guy is like squirrely and running around trying to get away. And then Brendan Fraser walks in and he's like, bigger than him and strong and he picks up like a wicker chair with one hand and like whips it at him and knocks the guy to the ground with the chair <laughs> that's just it that's like how he stops him in the room he just whips that's a chair great. at him um i'm recording by the way oh cool i just figured we'd start with that i want to talk about the mummy but not at all what i want to talk about is um smash smash brothers the video game super smash brothers so i want to talk about it because i've been seeing some discourse lately but before we get into that i want to talk about how our, our little bit of history with it because i think we've talked about this briefly on the on the podcast before but we even talked about our roots in it and why i think we might have better standing than some people uh so very briefly when smash for wii u came out um i just think i asked you if you wanted to go to a tournament with me i'm not, I'm not sure exactly how i got you involved i might have asked if like anyone wanted to and you said yeah and you started playing on your DS. And we went to a tournament in Reading, PA, called Atlantic Extravaganza. And I had a blast at that tournament. Um, yeah, it was pretty cool. My first ever tournament was cool because um, we didn't know what was going on. And we just entered and didn't care about anything. We were just going to have fun and have a good time. We met some cool people. I still remember. I'm not sure if they were cool, but I remember that they told me they were in like a crew. For some reason, a lot of Smash people like are in their own made-up crews. And they were the the League of Extraordinary Gamers. Do you remember that? 
I don't remember that. Uh, I, that's pretty cool. I don't know why I remember that. They, they told me that. That was like their LXG was like their, these guys that we met. And they're actually pretty, they're like decent people. We went, we had fun. It was in like an old church. And I think there was like Melee Brawl and, and Smash for Wii U. And, and we just had a good time. And then we went and then we bailed. And it was like, it was like a pretty bigger one, honestly. There was probably like 200 people there or something. And, um, since we were just getting into it, I remember Boss was there as like a main, like a bigger name guy. I can't remember anyone else really that was there. I only yeah, remember I he was there because I took a picture of him because he fell asleep and he looked really funny sitting in a chair. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> and yeah, Law was there. I remember I lost yes, Law. Yes, yes, I remember that too. Um, but so that was like our first tournament. And then like a couple weeks later, I was like, oh, there's got to be something like closer. And we looked up. Um, a tournament that ended up being in, you didn't come to this one, but me and Bone Tree went and it ended up being a tournament in East Stroudsburg or whatever. And it was the one that Uchi ran at the time, that guy Uchi. And it was whatever the fuck it was called, whatever they're calling it back then. And it was horrible. So my experience with them from the start was just dog shit. It was um, super packed. Um, something that I've always said that I've hated about Smash tournaments is they're not like newbie friendly. Like we go in and everyone's like really clicky and they don't have social skills. So like no one talked to us. We didn't know anyone there. And we just sort of like played our games and left. And like you try to talk to people, but it's like it's pulling teeth, trying to get them to have a conversation. Right. Yeah. Cause they just don't, they can't really interact great. But my, my point being more so um, with like not newbie friendly is like, after we got into it, a lot of like TOs and organizers and people complain like, oh, we can't, Ben specifically would always complain, oh, dude, I remember like he had a list of like over the course of a season that they're tracking, they had like 150 unique entrants, um, but like, you know, each event would average like 10 to 30, you know, so it's like, he was like, oh, why aren't we capturing this? And all I could think of is like, because you don't fucking do any work to, to, to do it. You don't like see a new person come in and say, Hey man, grab a seat over here, play some warm up rounds. Like there's 15 people at your tournament, dude. You could take some time to like say hi to the new guy. You know what I mean? Get him, make him want to stay. What happens now is you come, uh, every setup is completely filled. Uh, they, they get to play their first game in the tournament against some guy who completely thrashes them because they, there's no seating obviously. And he gets seated last because they don't know who he is. He gets completely thrashed. And then the, the argument is, oh, well, it'll help, it'll inspire him to want to work harder to get better. And I was like, that's extremely dumb. Um, but then they never come back. They have a horrible experience and they never come back. And I remember recently, too, um, I, had, I had a big problem with it where a person their first time in a Smash tournament was at, I think it was Bear or what, Bears or the Lab or whatever the fuck that bitch ass one is. And they made them, it was like a big deal because they were like clout farming it because they made, for some reason made him play a level nine Kazuya or whatever in tournament and he lost to them. And I was like, I actually don't think the kid has gone back maybe one time. And I was like, what an awful first time experience for this guy. And he was like a good sport about it. Right. But I'm like, he doesn't have to be right. Why would you do this to a, to a new player? Like it's really dumb. Um, but so like we went to that tournament, it sucked. And then there was another one, uh, 
snag in whatever. It was like an hour north of us. And I went to that a handful of times. And they were also very, like, I was an outsider. They didn't like me. And, like, right off the bat. And, like, I would try and make friends. A couple of people were cordial. Um, but mostly, like, we did not converse. They didn't like the people I brought or people I went with or whatever. It's some dumb bullshit. But we didn't really, like, form a bond. Even though I went to their tournaments, like, often. I was driving an hour to go to it. Then after a while, I was like, I don't like doing this. And we decided to start our own. So we did it just in our apartment. Um, we started, well, the first one we did was at a bar and then, and it was called bird sanctuary. And then, uh, we decided after just doing our apartment, cause it was too much work to, to do it in a bar and you couldn't. And so we just did our apartment and, uh, it was cat sanctuary from then on. And how many, I think you did, I had stopped like helping or even hosting it there around like, I don't know, 50 or something like that. I had moved out. Um, but you yeah. ran it for like. I don't know. Yeah, how I many? Ran, four years or something like that? Like four years, yeah. We had 200 weeklies. Yeah. So, ran it for a, a very long time. Uh, we outlasted a lot of other tournaments. The snag that you were talking about, they were very um, adversarial toward my tournament, our tournament. Yes. they. I remember often they would... Yeah, they're extremely adversarial, and that's this is another thing that people talk about in growing communities. And and I, you know, they has, I hesitate to say like, oh, people will will push back if you say, well, that's not the entire community; that's just your community. I'm like, no, it's literally everywhere I've ever gone. They do this. They, for some reason, the the snag people in the north were like the the main tournament, you know, in the area, and they were like, they hated us. They they wouldn't count our results on on any like people's when they were doing like PR lists and, and any type of list, they wouldn't count ours. And they were like, Oh, not everyone can go there because you have a cat or whatever. They make up some dumb rules. And I'm like, yeah, I get that. Sure. If you have a cat allergy, but also, um, there's tons of people that just don't go. And they also just like, it doesn't like, it's, you still still count the results, even though it's like, Oh, this guy can't go. It's like, well, the rest of the people like can anyway, yeah. it doesn't like, it didn't get played and that there aren't results that could matter toward a ranking. Yeah. Them. It's very dumb excuses. And just for the record, Snag was shut down. It stands for Smash Night at Adventure Games. Snag. Uh, Adventure Games is shut down because the owner, Sean Mancuso, was convicted of forcing a 14-year-old girl to perform a sex act. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, he abused that girl for like a decade straight. And then the people that would run the tournaments at Snag would pretend like they had nothing. They would never knew. They had nothing to do with it. So this all just speaks to how every single level of Smash Brothers tournament from, like, we've all heard about the top players are all, like, so many of them have been accused of yeah. horrible sexual depravity and, like, awful shit. But it goes all the way down to the local level because, like, these events attract children and that attracts pedophiles and these people are all scumbags. It, yeah. And, and, it happens and, and, at every level of the... Literally top to bottom, you know, Zero is a classic um, predator. He's the he was the best of all time in Smash Four, and then it came out that he was you know doing heinous things and asking underage girls for nudes and showing them porn and asking them to touch themselves and stuff like that. And uh, you know that's yeah. the that's the highest level, obviously. But we even uh, a friend of ours, I'm not going to name them now, um, but a friend of ours, I can tell you right now, yeah, he what, came out. He came out on Twitter and, and said what happened to him, so it's not like he keeps it a secret. Oh, really? Okay. You're talking about Espain? Yeah. 
Yeah, that's been okay. one of the first players to come to. Yeah. Our okay. Apartment. So, so this was so yes, we were running our tournament in our apartment, and we were promoting it on Facebook. I I actually printed out flyers and put them around the city, um, to to try and promote it. And one of the people hit us up on on Facebook. He's like, "Can I come?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure." Now, this is actually I love pointing stuff like this out because, um, it's so funny to me how simple it is, how how easy it is for these things to happen, but and how simple it is to not do them. So I am a little bit older than most people. We started the tournament, and I was like twenty five or twenty six. I think I was, I'm usually, I'm about 10 years older than most of the people in the scene. I'm 33 right now. And, um, the a kid hit us up. His name was Espain. And he said, Hey, can I come to your tournament or whatever? He's like, but I don't have a ride. And I was like, yeah, sure. Like, um, I could pick you up, I guess. Like, do you, do you want me like, where do you live? Blah, blah. He told, he told me like where I could pick him up. It was like a gas station near his house. And then he was like, Oh, I'm like 16. And I was like, Oh, like just make sure like your family's cool with this, right? Um, I never like heard back from them or anything, but I picked him up at like a gas station and brought drove him like thirty minutes to our tournament and, and took him back and stuff like that. But it's like you know, easy like there's so many bad people in Smash that could have easily taken advantage of this. And this is like a young kid, um, and uh, we had I mean obviously I've never done anything to him or whatever. And and he's a uh, I would consider him a, a friend of mine for a long time. We don't really talk anymore because I'm not in the Smash scene, but I don't think he is either. But um, you know, we were close for a while. I would take him to the other tournament um, to snag from, from that was like an hour and twenty from his place. I would drive from us twenty minutes to him, an hour twenty to snag, drop him off, come home. It was like an entire day fucking ordeal driving everyone around. They also don't have any cars because they're all broke, um, and they also don't want to pay five dollars in our tournament because they're all broke. And uh, so, but I mean, there there's young kids that like the game, and they are around people who have opportunities to take advantage of them and then people just do and there's no one in the scene um like you and i who would step in and say yeah you can't be doing things like that and then when we were we'd get ostracized by places like snag that would tear us down or say we have no say in the community and then you know they are being uh they are running their place out of a out of a store that is owned by a predator um so espain uh, convicted predator. convicted predator like legitimate predator in prison right now yeah <laughs> and so espain um he starts coming to the tournaments we get a couple more people going and things like that and then he's he's actually very talented at the game and he would he would beat some people above his skill level and, and he would consistently perform well um and he you know got the attention of some other people and he had i don't know the entire story but I, he he opened up to me about it after the fact and he had said that he went to um, at the time, a, a more prolific player, um, I believe his name was Blue. Yeah, he from was in, a Leap of Faith. Yeah, LF, LF Blue, LF Blue yeah. Had, uh, False, Keitaro, all every, big names in the scene. We're in, we're in Leap of Faith. Yeah. Yeah, and so Blue was in it. He was a, a higher tier player. Somehow, Espain connected with him via Facebook Messenger or whatever. He had spent the night at their house for Smash stuff, and the next day... Espain messaged us that Blue had taken advantage of him. Um, you know, and it's just so sad to see. Uh, like, you know, this was someone we knew. I obviously had there, – there's nothing we could even do about it at that point. It was he'd, he'd reached out and hung out with them completely um, regardless of us. But it was something that was – it's just pervasive. It's someone that we know that has had it happen to them at the smallest scale. I mean, our tournaments usually sometimes had five people at them and maxed out at about 30. Um, so uh, yeah, I think 
most I ever had was 40 people. Yeah, so it's like very, very low-level stuff, um, and you'll still see it. They're everywhere in this community. I don't know if, uh, I mean, I have to hope that they're not consciously saying this is a great area to attract young people, but I just think that they're around them a lot, and young people aren't, aren't, smart enough or mature enough to understand how to handle the situation when they're pressured into it by an older person with clearly horrible intent. Oh, just a quick side note. Blue, at one point, what, he worked for Zero. Uh, Zero employed him as uh, his personal chef. Interesting. And they lived together and, and stuff like that. Zero didn't want to have to think about what to eat, so he would just pay Blue to cook for him. So he was Zero's employee, probably under the books. There's probably no paper trail on mm -hmm. it, but... It, it is a fact, and uh, it just goes to show that Zero being the greatest player, mathematically speaking, in Super Smash Brothers for Wii U uh, was just as bad as everyone else in the scene could yeah. be. Yeah, I and mean, that's... That, that's himself a... with, like, so this, this man, like, legitimately tried to rape our friend. Like, it's very extreme, the behavior. Yeah, it was... So he... he think that it's being blown out of proportion. It's a huge fucking deal yeah, we're not talking about like there's situations that that sometimes are you know a person uh was you know vocally harassed me or you know was very overly flirtatious in a way that i didn't like and that's still bad but what we're saying is in this in this scenario Espain was taken advantage of in a, in a physical way and um uh and it's just and it's just horrible so i mean this you, you get this you have this stuff in these scenes where they they aren't friendly to new people as far as the game goes and then you know it's the entire community is filled with with pedophiles all over the place and then and we have even more stories about this we're going to get into but um so we run this tournament i had done it for about a year you had done it for about three more um after i was no longer living there um and i attended some after that but uh i didn't really run it and so and but we here's the thing like when we went to we the first like big time one we went to after that i think it was like an apex apex 2016 or something like that you remember yeah was that the one i think it was but this is what i want to bring up this is the main crux of it um i've been seeing a lot of discourse online that like uh to's you know tournament organizers for people that don't know are complaining that it's a thankless job uh you know you can't make a living out of it in smash people don't help you out they don't do enough you provide a lot for the community you get nothing in return blah 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 you know, a bunch of bitch made shit and all i just want to say for that is that um i don't think to's do enough i think that they 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 rest on their laurels and, and the first thing that i'm going to say is we would go to apex 2016 we're so excited to go to a major right like our first like big time now we're really we're into the culture by now we know the big name people you know, I, um, you know, like Mewtwo King was there. I was so excited to see him. He was playing, he was like big in Smash 4 at the time. Um, a bunch of other people, like like big name people were there. And we're excited and we go. And we went with a huge group of people. There was like a bunch of people from all these scenes. And I remember uh, we the, were all out of the tournament at some point because we weren't that good and, and all the, the better people were there. And they were running um, Pokken. Pokken tournament, the Pokemon weird fighting game thing. Pokken, yeah. Smash, um, Melee, uh, top eight, and then and then Smash Ultimate or Smash Four top eight. They had sixty four as well. But they might have been like top. Oh, did they have sixty four? Yeah, I guess they did um, in twenty sixteen. And they had like well, I'm not sure where that fell in the lineup, but I remember we sat down 
in the front row um, at Pokken so that we would have the front row for Smash 4 because we were really into Smash 4 at the time. And so we watched all of Pokken Top 8. We watched all of, or whatever it was, Top 12. I think it might have been Top 8. All of Pokken, all of Melee. Ultimate rolls around. And I guess, or I keep saying Ultimate. I'm sorry. It's just recency shit. Uh, Smash 4 rolls around. And <laughs> the, 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 someone got on stage. I can't remember who it was. One of the organizers of it got on stage and said, the front row needs to be cleared out for cast and crew. And, and all that, and, and, and the workers and shit like that. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? And obviously, like, not everyone in the entire audience moved one row back, so we got thrown, like, like 20 rows back because we were front row, and we sat there the whole time. And all the people that were, you know, quote-unquote working the event are now just suddenly sitting in the front row. And I was all I could think of was, not only is this a fucking gigantic slap in the face with us that we got no recompense for is if this tournament does not need all of you to be running top eight, then what were you doing the rest of the time that it needs you? If the most important part is is being run right now, you went, right? Then And you're not needed enough that you can sit in the front row and watch as a spectator, then what good are you for this for the running of this tournament anyway? And to double down on that, it's because when, when we first pulled up to pools, so we're, we're very new to the scene still at the time. We first pulled up to pools in Apex 2016, some guy with a, just handed us a fucking clipboard and said, who can run this? Yep. And, and it's been like yeah, that so, at most of the tournaments I go to. Yeah, so TOs don't even organize the tournament. They no. pay for the venue, yeah. and they get tables and they get setups. And for those that don't know a lot about Smash, setups just means a TV, a system, and the game, you know, and the adapter. So just like... So you can play it and unlocked, and yeah. That seems to be the only thing that TOs are capable of contributing is the venue and the setup because they didn't run the fucking tournament. No. I walked up to my group and remember Law from uh, AEX, the first tournament we went to, he was the number one seed in my group. And so the guy just literally handed him a clipboard and was like, he was like, who's the number one seed? Oh, you? Oh, yeah, here, you're going to run the bracket. Yeah, and he was confused. I don't think he ever ran a tournament before because he was confused. Yeah, I ended up <laughs> yes, running the whole fucking bracket. And, for and my so crew. the exact same thing happened for me. So you and I had been like running it, and you know, by running it, it's like again, we just you don't even have to make your own bracket. So this was harder because they had them all printed out on paper. Like when we do it at our apartment, you just put the names in challenge, and it bracketizes it all for you. Um, but they literally had a bracket printed out on a piece of paper, and we didn't have a big name guy in ours. I had like the big, the biggest guy in ours was Rock R A W K, and he was the one that like made it out. He was like a Samus player. I'm not sure we had anyone bigger than that, like in our, in our pool. And I ran ours. I was like, you ran yours, and I ran ours. I was like, I'm not getting paid for this, and then I'm also getting kicked out of my fucking seat so that people who are quote unquote running it can watch from the front row at the last minute, and we got kicked back 15, 20 rows. So that was like my yeah. first major tournament experience with TOs and what they do. Yeah, they don't do much. It's actually despicable that they they think of themselves as like a real esport on the level of like Counter Strike or League of Legends, but they're ne- they're never gonna make it there. No, and well, because because here's what they do is I'm realizing that they think about it's revenue and they think about viewership. So their, their biggest focus is how is our stream look and what does our people look, even though that's not really, you could have no stream and have an incredibly successful tournament, right? It's about, you can still take videos and clips of, of things there and, and on the system and still like have it right. But they want to have their, their, their click of casters and they want to have their, their, their click of 
people and they want to give benefits to top players, you know, obviously top player privilege, it's a completely real thing. And it, they they don't like all they're doing is they're 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 fronting the money for setups. Yes, I have to imagine they're renting them from like a company or something like that. I'm not. I just don't know why. If you're a long time person that's playing do for years and years, you wouldn't invest in buying all of them. But we'll leave that go for now. Um, uh, they they get. I know that. Yeah, there's like companies effect. that like let them rent them and shit. But they they rent setups. They rent TVs. Um, I mean, it's cause on a small scale, like even at most like lower level tournaments we've gone to that go to like 50 to hundred people, they, they all, or even the smaller ones, like, you know, us, I don't know if we've ever done it, but I think at like snag and the other ones I know we've gone to, they would just say like, oh yeah, you get like discounts if you bring a full setup TV and adapter and game and you know, Wii U or whatever at the time. So they like offer, it's like the, the TOs are just subsidizing the setup of their tournament. They'll have a very few amount of setups and they'll say, oh, Let's just hope that someone coming comes more. And what do they get for it? You don't get a TO credit or anything. You just say that even though you're doing more for it than so many people, but you just get to your $10 venue fee wave or whatever. It's like, uh, it's very bad. And, um, you know, if you don't have enough equipment to run a tournament, then don't run a tournament. That's just my entire thing. You're taking it up on yourself saying, I want to run this tournament. I'm going to put the money down for this. Um, I've, I'm gonna put all this money down for the setups to pay for the venue to to run all this stuff, and then I'm gonna just fucking complain about it for the rest of my life. They <laughs> yeah, they just uh... <laughs> they decide to do it on their own. I'm not begging you to run a fucking tournament in New Jersey in a in a hotel ballroom. And, and like I'm not. I'm just going because you're doing it. Like you're yeah, you're there's... you're taking it on yourself. There's been a lot of ter- oh, so you kind of like separated yourself from the scene for a good while. I was uh, pretty heavy into it. I would help run tournaments for a lot of other organizers for a long time. And I, I had more setups than some of these people did when they were, like, allegedly, like, supposed to be bigger and better mm-hmm. terminal than me in comparison. Like, they were seen that way. Because I just ran a tournament out of my apartment while they had uh, a quote-unquote venue, which was just, like, the back of a game shop. But I remember <laughs> multiple tournaments where I would show up with you know, I had three Wii U's. I would bring multiple uh, lagless monitors, which is a big ask. They want these very specific types of monitors for these tournaments. But I would bring three entire setups, three copies of the game, uh, all of that, three entire systems that I had to purchase. And until I showed up, the tournament couldn't run. This happened multiple times to me where I would show up and I'd be like, oh, you guys haven't even started yet? because you only have one setup until I come in with three more? What the hell's going on? And without me, there couldn't be a tournament. So what are you even organizing as a tournament organizer? What well, are you that's, doing? That's, that's the exact crux of it. I think even at, the, at a high level, they are the ones that you know do the legwork, I would say, to get a venue. And, and that's pretty much it. I mean, they get a venue and they, and they run a bracket, but everyone runs it through like Smash GG or challenge anyway so that part is done for you You just put their names in and it handles the rest it's a fucking computer (laughs) and i mean that's it i guess they run a stream but there's still like most of the time if you're a bigger name people there's like companies that you know like vg boot camp or whatever that'll come out to your tournament if you're close by and they'll they run streams and shit like that so you don't even have to do that and again like i wouldn't prioritize a streaming platform like over your tournament, right? And I've seen, so recently I've seen like people complain. This is like one of the ones that was blowing my mind. Um, where 
on a, on a small level, you know, you were saying you'd bring multiple setups and, and they couldn't start without you because they didn't have enough. And something I've always said is what you need at tournaments, it's big and large, is cheap venue fee because everyone that goes is cheap and they don't want to pay it. and Or cheap entry fee or whatever, right? They, they don't want to pay money. Um, and a bunch of setups. Because every tournament I've ever gone to has never had enough. I don't care how big or how small it is. There's never been enough for how many people you need. And... Um, so I saw someone the other day talking about how they, they were like, oh yeah, I took out loans or whatever. We had to get sponsorships to do this. It's so impossible to do without sponsorships because we needed 50,000 plus dollars to run this one tournament and we made 2000 only in profit. And I was like, you like, you should be embarrassed to be saying this. If you're running a tournament, it's costing you 50,000. You can't do it without a sponsorship and you're making no money. Then aren't you just saying that, well, yeah, I do it exclusively for the love of the game. Then shut the fuck up and do it. Then shut the fuck up and stop complaining. I'm so pissed off at these people that, oh yeah, I, I put my heart and soul into this and I get nothing out of it. And, and I do it every year. Okay, then do it and, sh- and shut your fucking mouth. I don't get what, what are you complaining about then? You, you know what you're doing year in and year out. You know the costs you're incurring. You know how hard it is on you and that you gain no monetary value from it. So what do you gain from it? And if you don't, if the love of doing it is not enough, then stop fucking doing it. I'm not gonna, yeah, I'm not gonna give just, you praise. Yeah. No like, one asked you to run tournaments. You volunteered. This is something you chose to do. And then, just un- stop. yeah. And then, un- exactly. Then stop doing it if you hate it so much and you're not making enough money. Like I'm not. Don't subsidize your trying to live through me. Like I, I want to play the tournament. I don't even, like because again, you, it's not like they're the tournament. I've never been to a tournament where like I don't even know who the organizers are. It's not like they're walking around saying, "Hey guys, hey, can I get you on a setup? You know, you want anything? Like, how's the tournament running for you?" I never fucking see them. They're like, "Oh, I'm working behind the scenes." What are you doing? Staring at the stream, probably. Everything's fucking being run by people with clipboards out on the floor anyway. Every tournament I've ever been to runs long. I never get to play until it's time to to uh, get on my thing for a for an official tournament game because everyone has like these dumbass like arbitrary like uh you know unwritten rules where it's like oh we're on a setup and you have to ask to get into the setup and then the winner stays or whatever but also no one tells you this you just have to like figure it out by doing it so the entire thing is like not inclusive and the, again i have not met these people they're always they this is the things i always say oh they're working behind the scenes please tell me exactly what you're doing because there's no behind the scenes work that needs to be done at a tournament and then the other thing is like, oh, well, there, there are good TOs in the scene. They run a fast tournament and a good tournament. Well, that's their fucking job. You want me to thank them for doing the thing that they decided to do on their own and invited me to? I'm, I'm not going to. If you're a good TO, great. Like, I've, I've never met a good one. I don't understand. Like, there's no, and the, the problem I have with this, because they always say, I would get in legit arguments about this. They'd say, oh, man, like, they get, they get credit from people. There's like these people sucking up to them just because they're a TO. They do so much for this community, more than you. I was like, more than me? I legit used to drive 20 minutes away from the venue in a different direction to pick up three people, drive an hour and 20 minutes from there to the venue. Everyone there would forget who I was as soon as I left. Legitimately, I remember getting in arguments that they were like, we were getting in arguments online with people in Snag, and they'd say, who are you? And I'd be like, I've been to like 15 of your tournaments. Like to say, you should be, again, you should be embarrassed and, and appalled. Someone should step in and say, Hey, don't like, why are you like causing problems? Like when, within the community, why are you saying, who are you? Like I've, I've placed fifth in this like two weeks ago 
and I can point to it and it's, it's on your website still. And like, I would do that, drive a carpool of people there an hour plus, drop them off and shit like that. You're telling me that I'm doing less than a TO who lives 10 minutes away, leaves the setups there when he's not there and, and sits in a fucking chair and, and update quote unquote updates the bracket, right? What are they doing? Because the entire time we're getting run over by the top players. I can't tell you how many tournaments I've been to at snag at, at uh, what are the East Stroudsburg ones that change their name every other week and what day of the week they're doing it, where I'd have to wait, you know, for anywhere from 30 minutes to an hour and a half for their top-level player to come because they, the top-level players have them over a, a fucking barrel about because they need people for the tournament. So, like, I'm at a snag. I get there early. I have to wait 45 minutes for my opponent to show up, and I get seated at the bottom because I'm new, and they're... T- you know, number three seed and I get blown out first game. And I'm like, what, why am I even coming here? It provides no yeah. benefit to me. Exactly. And that's the, the real crux of it is that smash provides like competitive super smash brothers provides no benefit to anyone. No one is getting uh, benefit. Yeah. The terminal organizers aren't making money and they're not even getting gratitude. Apparently that's a big deal to them. The <laughs> competitors are having a terrible experience across the board, except for, the top top players that are winning every week and they're just taking everyone's money so what are you so concerned about the scene dying for and then it seems like it'll be a net benefit to society what's even worse yeah on top of all that as far as like the game goes the scene is rife with pedophiles and sexual predators so on top of this we have another story let me hit you with this one this is my i hate to say it favorite one (laughs) because it's not good or happy but um so there was a guy who, um, I'm going to say his name because fuck him, he's a piece of shit. MVP, his name was MVP. Yeah, Marcus Malik, I believe was his name. Yeah, he, um, he made a twit longer of his own volition, um, and he there was screenshots posted, and his thing, he, he literally said in his twit longer, I admit and take accountability for what I've done. And what he did was he was 22 or 23, and he was dating like a 15 or 16-year-old, and he'd asked her for nude pictures. And, um, there's like pictures in there from her saying like, I'm uncomfortable because he's like, cause people make fun of us about the age gap in our relationship. He tells me to ignore them. Uh, you know, he, he, he did ask her for nude pictures and then, and <laughs> I almost like can't get it out. It's like so insane to me. So I, I bring it up to the, so, so he gets banned right after this, he gets banned. Um, he's put on the global ban list they had at the time. And I really only think that this came about because they were all like virtue signaling that they were banning predators because Nairo got caught real bad um letting a 16 year old uh, fucking around with a 16 year old and um so he got caught you know pretty much decisively and they banned him and now they're like oh well let's just now we have a global ban list which wouldn't have existed if if a top player you know wasn't involved in a scheme and then so they started adding people to it anyway he was on it for eight months and um and they and this this tournament, the lab they call it, which is Bears. Um, it's in like Hatboro, PA. It's out. It's like thirty minutes north of Philly, twenty minutes and thirty minutes north of Philly. And they they unbanned him. And we were kind of close at the time to the area, um, like to the venue. And so I said, I'm I'm gonna reach out to the guy that runs it. His name is Moosh. 
uh, on Twitter. This was like an insane thing. I should post the, along with this, I should post our twi- our entire Twitter DMs because he's a fucking psychopath. Actually, let me bring them up right now really quick. I can read some of them verbatim because because this guy should also be in jail. Uh, I can't believe that he said this stuff so brazenly. Um, yeah, let me find while some you're bringing that up, I just want to make a quick point. The banning of competitors from MASH tournaments is not a sufficient punishment for predation upon youth. Mm-hmm. Uh, we should. Uh, they, this is something that they bring up all the time. The Smash community at large will bring it up. Be like, oh, people act like we have a, a problem with, with pedophiles, but we banned all those people. It's like, I don't... First of all, no, you didn't, as we're about to, to say. Mm-hmm. Second of all, that's not enough. There needs to be, like, prosecutors involved. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? You banned them. They're still at large in society and you know about it and you've done nothing well real here's the problem all of these people have like this weird like ben shapiro logic train going through their head let me just read some of the stuff i have it up now he so i the intro is me saying okay i'll bite what's the info info on mvp and skies up because there's actually two people involved that they unbanned i'm not going to talk about skies right now but there is another person um but another but he said, he said, oh, you guys don't know the full story. And I said, okay, I'll bite. And he said, did you read his response? Hold on. That'll be good. And I said, yes, I did. And he goes, um, oh, he said, the girl, you saw that he shared screenshots of a convo where she admits to catfishing him. And now this is the part where I was like, this guy is a mental case because he said that she's catfishing him. What happened was she was 16 year olds and he asked her for nudes. And so she sent him like, pictures of another girl because she didn't want to and they're like oh she's catfishing him and then this one goes he thought she was turning 17 and uh i literally just posted a clip i put the first thing i said after he said all this was a screenshot of his twit longer and where i go he said she was turning 17 which is 16 and then he said he reluctantly gave her a chance which was like is still giving her a chance, and then this guy, this is his, this is his response. This is at Moosh de Moosh, M O O S H D A M O O S H, the co-owner of the lab and the runner of bears. He said, "Yeah, bro, he's still not breaking any laws." <laughs> That's what this guy said to me. And he goes, "He said he learned about her age after agreeing to a relationship with her." I'm thinking in my head, "Why not just break up?" I said. I said, he shows a lack of morality, bad character traits. He's tried to get in a relationship with a 16-year-old. You want that kind of person at your tournament. And he said, we don't discriminate any person or group because they have poor character traits. Them coming to compete in our esports event have nothing to do with his personal life. Uh, And I was like, why not? And so this goes back and forth. And he goes, "Uh, what did I say? Uh... I said, we need to nip this kind of stuff in the bud. I was like, he pursued a relationship with a girl five to six years younger than him. Like, that should be taken into consideration. He's like, I'm not getting into personal beliefs on morality. I'm looking at what he did and didn't do. And then and then he made some fucking horrible analogy about playing soccer. And like, um, he said like, if well, let me read this because it's so insane. I can't believe them. It's like so crazy that this person is arguing this way. He said, let's say you're in a soccer league. There's a guy on the other team who you knew had a questionable relationship with someone. You then go to the owner of that sports complex and tell them about the personal bit of info. Do you expect that owner to ban the player on the other team because you don't like what he did and you felt it was wrong? I was like, if that questionable info is that he tried dating someone when she was 15, who was 15 when he was 22, then yes, I would tell them. 
I like I'm telling you right now. Why do you think I would do something different? That's literally what I'm doing. <laughs> like it's so fucking yeah. stupid. I was like, I don't care about the how the if I said I don't care how the owner felt, I would quit the league. Like he goes, great, do that then. Nobody's making you come to the lab. And I said, okay, I don't want to come. I'm trying to raise awareness that people are pursuing a relationship with 15, 16 year old girls, and they're attending your tournaments. And then, um, and then at some point he goes, she came to him. And I was like, don't victim blame. She's 15. He goes, she lied and said she was 17. I said, he, she said turning 17. I was like, I don't care if she lied. She's still just a young girl. He goes, did you help her file a police report since she was being abused? I was like, you, he goes, you care so much. You did this for her. I was like, I don't know who this person is. I was like, the only way I can help is by trying to keep this guy out of your tournament. And he goes, she doesn't come in the lab. Like he just keep, and I go, sure, but he does. And then he goes home and tries to get in a relationship with a 16 year old and you stick up for him. And yeah, then, truly and then he goes, I, I'm telling you, I'm not banning him. And I said, I'm asking you to reconsider. And then I, we're getting into a bigger argument. And then my, like, hold on, let me find this. He keeps bringing, he's horrible at arguing. It's a lot of this going back and forth because he was banned for eight months. He wasn't permitted in discords or to enter online. Uh, he was banned and did some time. How much longer do we ban him? I said, Smash players are not arbiters of justice. His actions are heinous. I would be fine with a permanent or indefinite ban. There's been no recourse, no rehabilitation, nor should we be expected to. A ban on him makes the area safer, and you simply lose one person. Shouldn't we promote having people in the scene who simply do not have these characteristics? He said, these are all your personal opinion. <laughs> What a fucking sick fuck. This guy owns this tournament. And this is like what I'm talking about. I'm doing my best. These people villainize me. I could name 99% of the Smash community I've been involved with that does not like me. And I'm doing this kind of stuff. That's not because I don't get back on my main page and say, yeah, I just got in a big argument with Moosh and he's a fucking clown. Actually, I think I might have done something like that. And they all stuck up for him anyway. They go, oh, you know why? Because they go, he's a TO. He does way more for the scene than you do. <laughs> yeah, way more. Predators finding mm -hmm. prey. It's truly so, insane that you could be like, oh, it's not illegal. Yeah. So he could do whatever he wants. It's like, well, how about you have some integrity and you stand up for some kind of beliefs? Because apparently the only thing that matters to TOs is money. That's all they fucking care about. That's it. Yeah. They could care less about the safety of the player base. I remember uh, I was helping to run a tournament, and uh, it was shortly after it was shortly after the, the tournament in Florida got – uh, a mass shooting event, a Madden tournament. Yeah. So in order to to show or demonstrate or pretend, I would say, that they're doing something about it, they had a guy I know who was just a competitor, wasn't paid or anything or trained to do this. He would search people's bags once they got to the tournament. It's like just <laughs> opening backpacks for guns, I guess, as if it's going to stop absolutely anything. If someone's going to shoot up your tournament, they're not going to open their bag for you. They're just going to pull out the gun. Yeah. Why would he not just have it somewhere else, right? If they know this is happening, they would just, he would just leave. He's like, oh, there's a bag check. He just wouldn't come in. Yeah, it's a complete farce. And also, the, the, they were able to get pretty far into the building before they reached the bag check yeah. part. It's a mall. So you're, like, you're really not stopping anything at all. It's, it's a complete farce. Like They just wanted to... So what the owner of that tournament series said to me is that he wanted to fake it till he makes it. He didn't say it in the context of this, but it's what he does about everything. Mm -hmm. And I've recently the same person, and I'll say his name, it's Ben Layston. He said that he doesn't think that children should be banned from tournaments uh, yeah. or entry, not 
banned per se, but you should not allow children to attend tournaments, in my opinion. And Ben Latham disagrees with that. And Ben, you're a fucking idiot. Like, why do you? Why should children be allowed to go to tournaments? Why? I mean, we've already what? exactly the 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 scene is best in a position where we should completely start over because. Um, hold on one second. Um, I was like, it's better off burning it down and starting over because you have people like that that say they should be allowed in the scene. It's like no one's taking actual steps. He's a you know a prominent TO in the area. He's taking no steps to 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 forward this. Um, oh, so let me just real quick double back and touch on the the end of the moosh thing. Uh, we we get in a little bit of a of a conversation for a little bit while longer. I say, um, you know, as at the my final like line was that we're not no one in this scene is really equipped for this. So we should just refrain from making these decisions and like about allowing them back and err on the side of caution. I said, we don't like, he admitted to doing these things, right? We know that we're not psychiatrists. We're not rehabilitators in any way. I was like, good for him. If he does get better, you still should never allow him back in the smash scene. I think that like, you know, Jerry Sandusky raped a bunch of kids at, at Penn State, and I don't, if he serves 30 years in prison, he's not going to get a job back as a defensive coordinator, okay? They're going to say, go do some fucking basket weaving, all right? You're not allowed back here, right? He may be re rehabilitated, right? He may be better, but they're still going to say, like, you lost this opportunity. And I think that, like, it's so weird that, uh, so what I'm going to get into is going to, is going to blow your mind. But so he's allowed back. MVP is allowed at these tournaments. After this conversation, Moose, Moose blocked me on Twitter. And then so what we did was me and two of my pals, I made t-shirts. I took all this stuff. This is all readily available online. I went on MVP's Twitter. It said that he was in the group NPT, which is Ben Layson's group. No, no, no pause tournaments, NPT. He's in their thing. It still said that he was in their group on Twitter. So I took his picture that he had on Twitter, put it on the front of a shirt. I went to his twit longer. I put two lines above and below his shirt, the one that said, I admit and res accept responsibility, and I said yes to someone I shouldn't have. It said above and below his face. On the back, it said, like, NPT, and it had, like, his Twitter banner. Literally everything I just took from his Twitter. It took me 10 minutes. I made a T-shirt for all three of us. We went and protested and being allowed back to the tournament. And you want to hear what these motherfuckers did. They came up to us, and they said, someone from NPT doesn't like that you're wearing their gear because it said like NPT MVP on the back, or whatever, had a picture of like their logo because he was in the group on Twitter. And they said, and we, they want you to take them off. You can't wear those shirts here. And uh, we argued with them and they said, um, they, they kicked us out. They, they eventually kicked us out of the tournament. I will admit that we got a little rowdy. We were, we were mostly just hovering around MVP with these on and sort of like letting it brew. And then <clears throat> at one point, we, we got in his face a little bit and we said, like, you should leave and stuff like that. And then people came up to us and, and we got kicked out. He was currently, he was allowed to stay at this point, a known predator who dated a 15, 16 year old when he was around 22, 23, asked her for nude pictures, allowed at the tournament. We got kicked out for protesting it. And then we went back to the car. They had shirts. I put mine on inside out. We came back. They wouldn't let us back in. They wouldn't refund us our money. And then, um, Moosh, <laughs> who was not there, shows up and he says, I'm the owner. I had to leave my family to come here. Why couldn't we just talk on DMs? I said, you blocked me. 
And then, <laughs> and then he, and then we get into it again outside. He said, we're going to call the police. I was like, fucking call them. But we, we've done nothing wrong. You're, you're, you're kicking us out. We're outside of your venue right now. We're not, we, we're allowed to stand out here on the block. And like, we, we also like, what are you going to say? They're, they're protesting a known predator and we don't want them in our building. You're fine doing that. Like you're, you're again, you're also not doing anything illegal. I just find it absolutely fucking insane that this happened publicly and I am still banned from that tournament and so are the people that went with me and he is allowed. He is allowed at that tournament to this day and I am banned. And that's the thing, like it, it's, it's clearly just a personal beef. This, this man is not enforcing a ban on a guy who is taking advantage of young women and he is enforcing a ban on me for bringing attention to it. And uh, so I actually got, so and then NPT, this is where I lost a lot of respect for them. I went online and we made a big deal about this. And they, so after this happened, I, I did not speak to them. They, they, they messaged me on Twitter and said, VR Cafe and NPT have made the decision to, to ban you from our events effective immediately. We take the allegations very seriously and are launching an investigation into what happened at the lab last night. This was 6-18-2021. He put the date. Um, alleged actions displayed intentional harm to attendees of our shared community. That's what they're saying this is. They said, oh, temporary four-week ban. I, like, tried to appeal it with them or whatever. They're like, yeah, let's set up a date to talk. Here's, here's, the, here's the final part. We talk a little bit in, in, in DMs. I still have all these. I can prove all this. They said... Uh, we want to hear all three, blah, blah, blah. I said, for sure, I'd cooperate. Great. Let's talk sometime late this week or early next week. This is in July of 2021. I said, I get at me when you're ready to yak. And he said, what times are you free this week? I said, anytime. He's never messaged me since then. <laughs> <laughs> this is in July 2021, almost two years ago. They have never it's spoken about farce. it. It's a complete farce. It's a, they, it is, yeah. You notice how they speak and like, oh, allegations. They mm -hmm. use all these words make them seem professional but their actions are completely unprofessional and downright detrimental to the community they claim to protect yeah they want to protect these attendees from this uh perceived harm but they're not protecting anyone from actual harm that these attendees that they continue to allow are perpetuating and continue yeah. to this day and and we have all this evidence and it's so crazy because like people will like all of the the talking points that you get, um, and like this is one of the funny ones. So they, they made like a a thing online about uh, uh, what was it say the the protests that we conducted allegedly promoted ideas that MPTs not stand for blah, blah blah dumb shit like that. But the thing that was like so crazy to me was at one point one of the guys oh crap what's his name let me find this really quick Melon uh, you remember Melon he was like kind of good at the game for a little bit he was yeah. like he was like a guy there so. Um, so at one point, Tyus said, so we would, we, we were, again, after all of this, like, I think that you would understand if we were a little bit upset about the whole thing. So we would go out about it, maybe not in a perfect way, but they, they, NPT made a tweet, oh, we have a tournament coming in tomorrow. And one of the guys with me there said, hey, sorry for misrepresenting your organization at Bears today. You should really check out this guy. And they did at MVP. He has your logo on display. I don't know if that's up to your standard because they say we weren't up to their standard and we got booted out, right? I thought it was it was very tongue-in-cheek, obviously, but not like he didn't say like, hey, fuck you guys, like nothing like that, right? And Melon, who's again on like on their side, right? It's always been us versus them. He's on their side, said, even if this is for the cause of trying to enforce this less predatory behavior in the scene, this isn't the way to do it. 
I was like, what do you mean? And then this is, this is the part that this is like when I'm telling you it's us versus them. I have like literal proof right here. He goes, um, my friend Tyus goes, what is the way right way then? Today we talked to Moosh and he said to DM them. Treebone did that last week and got blocked. Talked today and got literally nowhere with them. So what method should we try next? And he goes, from the sound of it, he, as in me, probably got way too aggressive in his wording and forced Moosh's hand into a block instead of properly discussing things. If you really want to talk appropriately about it, formally ask for a roundtable video chat or in real life meetup and do it official and proper. Otherwise, being loud and blunt will only make you look worse, despite good intentions. He goes, believe me, I get it. I don't want to allow predators back into a scene we're fighting to keep alive for all ages, but goddamn, that was childish, he said. And then, so this is my response. So this is what I'm saying. Like, look, look at all the, the assumptions he's making about me. I got too aggressive in my wording. I just read you all, well, everything I said to Moosh. I was completely straightforward. He was out of his fucking mind. And I said, who's fighting? Not you. You weren't there. And you're coming at us for being childish instead of coming at the predators, just like everyone else. I was kicked out of Bears tonight for calling attention to a predator who was defended vehemently. I can send you all DMs, but I shouldn't have to. I was polite, professional, and dignified. You attack my character with no proof or reason. Stop defending predatory behavior. You truly feel that we're being too aggressive in our cause of removing that behavior. He never responded. Yeah, so, for the record, Alan uh, originates, in my mind, from Snag, which, as yeah. we've gone over before, was owned by a convicted sexual predator. <laughs> he, and, yeah. He, like, tortured a girl sexually for, like, a decade. Story's completely insane. So, like, this stuff and is crazy. Wawa Peach, one of the people that, that runs, like, bears with him, is like, we have literal facts and documentations, but fuck the facts, bro. Let's quote retweet instead. It's always the losers from nowhere that has so much to say. This is what they're saying to us, saying, like, fuck bears, don't go. They're letting predators back in. It's so mental, dude. Like, and TOs get all the things. I think, like, one of the people, I think Beast even at one point said, like, Oh, you know, like, get off Moosh's dick. He does so much for this community. And I'm like, no, he does not. He literally couldn't even stop. He he allowed a predator back in. It's not even like, like, if you're blasé and, and you're like, just don't take him off the ban list, you would have been better. But he actively said you're allowed back. Yeah, he continues to allow him yes. back. Yes, he he's allowed a bears and I am not. And I've never um, tried to get a 16-year-old girl to send me nude pictures, and he has. So, you know, you, you try. I try and sometimes separate the, the, the child predation from Smash, but you can't. It is inherent in Smash. Everyone in there is doing nothing about it. They would much rather run a tournament um, and then complain about not getting enough credit than they would to stop people from from coming in i said at the at the very least like should should we not as a if we're a community we're not just a smash community we are a community we like this isn't we don't have to follow the rule of the law we could make our own and our own should be if you try this shit you are out no questions asked why are we giving second chances to these people i don't understand not everyone deserves a second chance you deserve a second chance if maybe you rage and you knock over your chair and you accidentally hit someone with it okay that you deserve a second chance for that you don't deserve a second chance if you're dating a, a 16 year old girl online you ask her for nude pictures i just don't fucking get it. it it should be a hard cutoff this person should have no friends they should never be seen in the smash community again yet they were welcomed back with open arms when we got kicked out for protesting it and they say tos don't get enough credit it's like this is everywhere we fucking go it's all over. Yeah. It's pervasive. It's systemic in the same way that police racism is systemic in America. It's a huge problem that pervades the entire scene from top to bottom. 
and we see it at every level. It needs to be stopped, and they do nothing to stop it. Oh, the, pretend yeah. it doesn't exist. The problem is that everyone in Smash is... Not every cop is this bad. Not every TO allows Predators at their tournament. Well, I can say that's true. I never allowed Predators in my tournament. As soon as I found out about any of this shit, I immediately stopped running tournaments. The day I stopped running tournaments was the day that all this shit came out. Yeah. All the, the huge shit that happened where it's all over Twitter and the internet. Like, oh, there's fucking all these... Like, the whole Me Too movement of Smash Brothers was like, okay, I'm not running tournaments anymore. I can't be around any of these fucking people. No. I don't want any people in my fucking house. And MVP and Skies have both came to Cat Sanctuary. And if I ever see them again, I'm going to have to fucking say something to them. Like, what yeah. the fuck is wrong with you? Like, what did you do to the people that come to my tournament? Well, because because you have you have integrity, and there's a huge lack of that in the Smash community. Everyone is so terminally online; they would rather just get like they they only again like the like Wawa Peach that was posting that Moosh that was arguing with me on Twitter NPT. Um, who's that guy? Just said Melon. It's all because they know that their friends are gonna. They all have likes on their posts, and I have none because I have 100 followers, and all I post on Twitter is my is dumb jokes and and talking about video games in my reviews and all they do is they're better than me at smash bros so people like them more they're all everyone that i've met is just better than me at the game and so they have a bigger following and since i was just not very good at it um i never got you know i mean I, I wouldn't get far so i would people didn't respect my opinion which is a psychotic thing but that's really all it is if you are good enough at the game that's all they care about and you could do whatever you want and they, they like there's still people doing hashtag free Nairo and stuff like that. These people have no morals. They have nothing they stand up for. They don't have a fucking ounce of integrity. They'll do anything to be better at the game, and that includes making the scene actively worse. And now this is, okay, let's get off of this subject for a little bit because that's it's a horrible, horrible thing that's happening, but that's like so far removed from what I'm talking about. I've always, again, I've said, you have NPT, right? You're Ben, you own NPT. You have a bunch of people on your thing. You have Beast, who is a very talented player. I don't really like him as a person. We don't get along we're back and forth it's it's whatever but we don't talk anymore it's, this is back when i was in it but he's he's a talented player he's gets he routinely will get high placings at tournaments he's 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 talented at what he does and um i've always said like a very simple way right instead of him all he does at tournaments is gets extremely high and and then beats everyone there right and I said, if you're NPT, you, if you actually want to make a community, which none of them do, they just get up on their soapbox and say that after I start causing a fuss. They say, you're ruining the community. Why, again, why not have him be an ambassador? I said, you could do this in two different ways. One, have him like legit pair off with someone who's like new and upcoming and like mentor them a little bit and say, hey, this, you should do this at your games, watch their games, help them make a better player. But besides being a better player, why not have him... Be the face of NPT by walk around, like I said earlier. You see a new person come in. Hey, man, um, this is your first time here yet. Yeah, play a set with me on this thing. And then he stands up after I said, hey, someone play against the new guy. Let, get him, let him get a couple of games, get warmed up, right? But what happens is how many times have you been to a tournament where there's just like, you know, one friendly setup? I, the last time I was at, at NPT before I got banned, um, first of all, another fucking psychopath in the community, um, Slate Warrior, um, tried to fight me. He's still allowed to go to tournaments. Again, they, they act like I'm this bad person. We went to a tournament. He misinputted a move. He got killed for it. He lost the set. He came over and said, uh, uh, I almost had him. And I said, it looked like you got the shit kicked out of you. And then he told me, he tried to fight me. He said, let's go in the parking lot, blah, blah, all that dumb shit. You know, he's puffing his chest out. And then later on, the same tournament, um, he was on the, the, like the friendly setup. 
And he was on it for like an hour and someone was like, oh, can we play friendlies? And he's like, oh, I'm doing a money match. And they just, and he just played money matches on it all night after he got it kicked out of the tournament, like after he lost the tournament. And so like no one could play on it. Cause it's like, you either have to step in on some guy who's clearly unhinged or you have to be like, oh, I want to play a money match, which is another barrier of entry to play. So all these tournaments are like anti-newcomer every fucking step of the way. You have to like force your way in or you have to like do it against like, I mean, if, imagine you're coming here as a, as a child, you're 14 or 15 or 13 or something like that. And new one comes in, you come with your parent and you just don't know what to do. No one's guiding you. It's dark for some reason in, in these places sometimes like at, at NPT, the lights were off and they were playing trap music and you go and it's dark. And, and like, what do you do? Who do you talk to? Like beast is literally like smoking weed outside the venue. And then, no one like Ben's never doing anything. He's like walking around looking at the stream setup. It's not like he's running. They they get on a microphone. They go, oh, uh, these two people play on on stream too. It's like okay, that's that's the very basic necessity of running a tournament. Yes, you are a tournament organizer. Organizer, this is your job. Do it better, please. So there's there's no there's no there's no, like all the people I've met through Smash that are cool has gone from me like being socially outward and saying like, Hey, Hey, what's up? Who do you play? You do this, blah, blah, blah. And like having to go out of your way to do that. And I said, if they really want to retain people, make it easier for them. He's, he said that they had a list of 150 and we, we get 10 per tournament because you, because you never see them again. You don't know what they look like. You don't know who they play. You don't know anything about them because they come in they lose. And then beast takes their money and you fucking move on with your life. And all they care about is farming interactions on Twitter and allowing predators back to their fucking tournaments. Yeah. Even without the, rampant pedophilia i don't think that children should be permitted at smash tournaments because they're all degenerate gamblers that only want to take everyone else's money oh yeah all they ever do is they money match people which if you don't know what a money match is for the audience a money match is where i sit down at a setup and i put five dollars next to me and so someone else will come up to me and say are you money matching for that and then they'll say yeah they'll sit next to me we'll play a set winner of the set takes that takes five dollars so you're betting against other people you know, who I could beat anyone that walks up to me. I'll I'll bet five dollars I could beat anybody that walks up to me. And I've gone to tournaments where, like majors, where it's every single setup is taken up by money matches. Majors. I went to to a big house, and every setup that you could see was money matches. So if you're a new player and you don't have money like that, or you don't you're not confident in your ability, you're a you're a up and comer. You don't want to bet money just to play the game. You shouldn't be charged to play, but yet you are. There's nowhere for you to play. You have to pay to play. Even if you just want to practice, there's no opportunity to do so. You you have to pay to play anyone at all. Yeah, that goes back to before. Like... You paid like $80 just for the venue fee for the tournament, plus the, the entry fee for the bracket itself. All this bullshit. It's completely insane. And when they're not money matching... It's like during top eight, first of all, they shut down a lot of the other setups at these majors so that they can get more people into the crowd to watch top eight, which is insane, but they do do that. And then everyone in the crowd is doing what they call side bets, where they bet on who's going to win the game that's currently being played in top eight. So they're all just gambling, like, excessively. It's not a good environment for children, with the pedophilia aside. Yeah, it's like, still, yeah, no, you're exactly right. And and then on top of that, too, it's, again, it's it, everything, It's it feels so fake because none of the, like, even the, the way that they make, get more, force more people in the crowd and stuff like that, the crowd will, like, try and, I, I always see people running around the crowd trying to, like, obviously side bet, but then also, like, start chants, but the chants are, like, 
what was popular a month ago or something like that. No one's trying to like be unique or fun, or it's not like something that comes about naturally or like, you know, it's not like a soccer match where they have like these cool chants. It's just like, you know, some dumb shit that they're, they're trying to like, like be cool. They're trying to like get noticed for it instead of like just actually have a good time, like organically. And then, so again, you're right at, at when you get to top eight, if you're, if someone's just there to watch or a little kid, not only are you like, surrounded by all these people that are just like walking up and down the aisles, like aggressively gambling. There's no setups to play on now. And the, the entire like thing has degenerated into everyone's watching these people play. And it's not even like, you know, how are you going to have an opinion about if it's like some, you know, if you're watching and it's like, you know, top 32 at this point, it's like some guy you've never heard of against like some guy that's a little bit more well-known. How are you going to have, an opinion on it. it's like unless you unless you're currently just watching and like you're like oh that guy's doing well with this character blah blah you form it like in the moment so like the, it's 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 so formulated at that point where it's just like they're they're making you watch this thing but you don't know who these players are and the casters again are doing the same thing too where they're trying to make like funny jokes you know someone will just be on there and he's trying to oh he did this maneuver it was like this thing you know they're making analogies like they're fucking little wayne or something it's, no one's actually trying to like provide a good environment the, again, I remember going to majors too, same way. I remember being a frostbite with like 2,000 attendees. And the main state, for some reason, it's, it's, it's you know, six in the afternoon or something. And all the fucking lights are off except for like purple, blue, and red, like glowing lights nearby. I'm like, why is it pitch dark in here? We're not at a fucking club. We're at a Smash Brothers tournament. Turn the lights on. I don't get it. And then, yeah. so, like, so that dark, you can't tell who's getting molested in the corner. <laughs> yeah, and so like it's it's just, <laughs> it's just so crazy because the entire scene it evolves around uh, like being cheapskates, getting money, and who's the best at the game, and like everything else falls to the wayside, and everything else is a, is a byproduct of that, like the the casting and all this, and they all have their clicks, and you can't get into casting if you haven't been doing it already, and 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 a bunch of dumb bullshit like that. So the the problem is there are good people there, but again they're they're heavily the most fun i've ever had at tournaments was when i found a couple of cool people to hang out with it has never has anything to do with the game because the 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 people aren't fun the the game isn't fun itself you have to run your own bracket or you stand or or even at like we went to um super smash con which i love but we went to super smash con in like last year and i remember my bracket like was being run and you just like there was there were so many people at smash con that there's like 30 people in our pool or whatever. And there's, I don't know, eight setups or something, maybe less. And we're all just like standing there waiting for your name to get called, but you can't hear anything. Cause it's extremely loud. And the person calling it out is just some person with a clipboard again, or like putting it on smash GG on their phone. And they're like nervous because they don't like, they're, they're, I don't know who they're getting to run this. It's just people. And so you're just like standing next to them, like nervously, like waiting for your name to be heard. Cause you don't want to miss your match and get DQ'd. And so it's like, none of it is like fun or simple or run well in any way. They focus on like putting on a good stream because they want like the higher their numbers, the higher their dopamine levels go up and they can say they have a good tournament because they had, you know, 15,000 people on their Twitch stream. Who gives a fuck? We have people here that are having a horrible experience because the tournament sucks. Oh, and here's another one. There's another uh, thing I'm going to add in as a tidbit. When we went to SmashCon, um, so again, I'm older. Uh, I was with two people, the same ones I protested the the thing with. We were at SmashCon this um, last year, 2022, and we bought some beer. We were drinking in our in our apartment, just the three of us, or in our hotel room. And the hotel room next door was um, Aaron 
and Cola from Moist Esports. They're pretty talented at the game. And they must have heard us or something, or we had the door open, or they like came over and they were like, oh, can we get a beer? And I checked their IDs. And Cola was like 19 or 20. And I was like, yeah, you have to leave. And I literally just made them leave. And I was like, it's not hard to to not take advantage of young people. I don't understand. It's I literally because most people will be like, oh man, he's like a higher level player. He's he he was like top, he might have been top eight in the tournament. He's like a higher, higher up at that tournament. And like, you know, most people that are in the scene will be like, oh, I want him to like I want to be my friend. I'm gonna give it to him. We're just having a good time, right? And I was like, I don't fucking care. I literally checked his ID and he was too young and I was like, let's leave. And they came back to the next night and tried to do the same thing. And I was like, it's just so sad. I think they were like drunk too, so they must have got it from somewhere. But I was like, yeah, just leave. We just like close the door. Yeah, and it's and like, most of that Me Too movement was, uh, it all, most of it had to do with alcohol. There was always like, oh, I was drinking and then I was in the bathroom with this guy and he took advantage of me. It's like, always, like a lot of it had to do with drinking and they, for some reason, feel like, di- like they're opposed to just no alcohol to tournaments. Instead, I've seen tournaments advertise that, oh, yeah, we're having this in a bar and you could drink. Mm-hmm. Like, they're, they're inviting these problems and making no effort to stop them. It's, they're doing the opposite. It's insane. Yeah, it's it's so simple to do. Like I've it's he. I could have just been like, oh yeah, I want to be a cool guy and hand it out. I literally checked their IDs, and I was like, yeah, you you can't have one, and also you should leave because we're all twenty one and drinking. And he did, and it was fine. But it's like it's it's so like right there, right? It's so easy for them. They're getting into a bad situation. We could have all got drunk. They might have invited us over, right? And now you're just a bunch of people. Like and that's just a horrible thing you know what i mean they're unsupervised in a hotel room so are we a bunch of drinking and it's just like that's just a fucking recipe for disaster if you don't know these people right and 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 this is where these these situations take place um and so it's i've been this is why i keep championing it because i can fucking back up my word and i have people that can see this like aaron could fucking tell you that i checked their fucking ids it's the easiest thing in the world i just don't hand out beer to every fucking dude because he's the next door neighbor in my hotel room i don't give a shit it's just so simple to do it, and no one does. And that's why, like, and, and I'm pioneering it, and they still want to, you know, I mean, people want to try and drag me. He wants to say, you know, Melon goes, oh, you, you did it too aggressively. I'm like, oh, really? Are you going to check their IDs when they come to your fucking thing? I don't think so. So it's like you have to take this stand. You have to have integrity, and, and they don't want to fucking do it. So it's just such a bad community, and and there's there's no one that that has our ideas and our integrity that wants to make it better. And I don't think they should. You know how hard it would be to be the lone tournament that's trying to be better than all the other tournaments, as far as like not allowing horrible people to come. You you wouldn't even have a fucking people allowed to come there because you have to ban all the top players for being sexual predators. So. You, you, it's just, it shouldn't exist. The, the thing should exist. They should all, you should all realize right now, TOs, when you're saying, oh, it's not financially viable, then quit. You should all quit. Yeah, go do something of value with your life. Yeah, Smash is these, dead. Let these kids that would have come to your tournament go, you know, people always talk about the benefits of being in a Smash community. It's like, oh, they form community, you know, they learn social skills, which isn't true because no one had social skills to teach mm-hmm. them. They learn what it's like to lose. They learn what it's like to to win after you've gotten better at something you could do all that with after school activities like sports yeah and people the main complaint people bring up with that is oh well that costs money you have to pay for the jersey and the equipment and all that well if you want to go to a smash tournament it costs money for that too because people are going to try to rob you of your money they're going to try to they're going to challenge you to money matches when they know 
that you're not good enough to beat them. They're going to do it on purpose. I've seen it happen. Also, they're going to take advantage of you as much as they can. Absolutely. They they do it. People will they'll gouge you for money because they know they're better than you. They they don't care. And and another thing is a lot of younger people will then start going to to nationals, you know, bigger bigger tournaments like they'll travel for them i don't know how they're getting permission from their parents the parents are definitely at fault here as well but i've gone to tournaments for 15 16 17 18 19 year olds are there and there's like i mean the last time we went to frost frostbite in like 2018 2019 there was a bar like you would go out of the venue and there was like one corridor barrier and then there was a bar and there's a ton of drunk people and um, you would just you could just walk around with it, and there's like these young kids there. I would see people with their parents there, and so but sometimes they they get there without that supervision, so they just go with their friend in a hotel room, and they're surrounded by people that are all drinking, and it's a fucking nightmare. No one here at the tournament is cares about this, and also none of them are are qualified to be able to take care of this. So you should just not have alcohol anywhere near it. And you should have people, like, you have all these TOs, you don't have enough people, you have to fucking subsidize help to, to run each bracket pool because you don't have enough people. And then so they definitely don't have enough people to be, like, chaperoning the entire event, so they don't fucking care because they're off doing the same things as well. They're they're not even TOing. You know that they're also just playing and talking to top players because they're extremely vain and just doing that too. So there's no hope for the Smash community at this point. Absolutely none. And there are a lot of children and underage people that, go to these tournaments i've seen them in the hotels at these majors like finding out that oh i can't check in for my hotel because i'm under 18 first of all they didn't even know that before they got which is a problem by itself but then they have to find someone else that they know that's 18 to go and pretend to be their guardian so that they could get into their fucking hotel these kids are coming to the tournaments by themselves i again i don't i don't know either how their parents are letting them get away with this this is it's truly insane and it's definitely the fault of the parents to some extent but you could just not allow these opportunities to exist in the first place if you're one of these TOs by just quitting. Just quit. Yeah, just don't do it. Again, if you're going to fucking complain and say it's a thankless job, good. You, you're volunteering to do it. If you're not going to put the, if you're not going to take it all on your shoulders and say, I'm going to run a good tournament and I'm also going to protect the children that come here and I'm also going to facilitate a, a happy and peaceful and welcoming community and you can't handle all that because you would rather just, because you're not making enough money, then don't fucking do it. I didn't ask you to do this. And if you can't handle it, then quit now. Because we only, we yeah, need people please, who can handle it. Please stop doing it if you're not willing to make the hard decisions that would make your tournament probably worse in the short term, but make the scene better in the long term. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's my takeaway from the entire thing. TOs need to be doing more. I, you have to be, if you want a good community, you have to facilitate it. And part of that is to make those hard decisions to do things, again, that are like, not in the zeitgeist right now of tournaments, like telling people no and and kicking out bad people and taking a firm stance on it and maybe making some enemies along the way. And also, like I said before, to actively take an interest in the younger people and, and look out for their safety. Uh, so if you're not willing to do all that, then you're not ready to be in this scene and you need to be out of it. Yeah, I, if there are any parents out there listening to this, just don't allow your children to go to Smash tournaments. It's a, It's a terrible terrible scene it's filled with rampant systemic pedophilia and degenerate gambling and it has a culture of obdurate complacency and it needs to stop so just don't allow your children to go to it and if you're an adult don't go to it either yeah it's not worth there's it no benefit there's there's literally no benefit you're paying a ton of money you're going to get 
two to three games out of it. They're going to be, it's going to be run poorly. You're not going to play well because you're not going to get to warm up because there's no warm up sets. Uh, you're going to be nervous because your TOs are going to be being run by just a fucking guy in your pool with you. And then you're going to play bad. You're going to feel horrible. And then you're just going to walk around a fucking venue with a bunch of anime porn being sold and girls with their tits hanging out as well. Oh, that's another thing. We didn't even get to touch on this yet. Did you see that controversy with the whole Smash Summit thing recently? No. Oh, man. So there's a girl. I can't remember her name, but I would have to look it up. But um, there was a Smash Summit um, uh, incentive. I actually have, have no idea how Smash Summit works, but apparently you could, like, pay for votes to get people you want into the thing. And there was uh, a girl who was saying, if you send me... Um, she was like affiliated with one of the people trying to get in. She said, if you send me proof that you paid for this vote or whatever, like your receipt, I'll give you like a free titty picker subscription to my OnlyFans or whatever. And they said like, she she showed like a DM where she was like checking IDs or something like that. And someone just brought up a good point. Like this is a fucking insane thing to have hand in hand with the Smash community. Like one of the biggest tournaments, like Summit, where it's like an invitational where they get like all the best people there and it's like player voted and player funded for the f- prize and all this dumb shit. And then she's like, I will give you pay-. like she's a sex worker and she's completely just like selling off her sex work for Summit votes. And it's like this, they, this fucking game is for young people. You can't be doing this type of shit. And I don't understand how she hasn't been kicked out of the community. They're like, because now they're they're fucking ham-fisting the entire, oh, sex workers are workers thing, and people are, like, defending her. I was like, not here they're not, okay? Not in this community they're not, when this game is fucking yeah. centered around children. Yeah, the game is explicitly marketed toward children. That's the market that Nintendo is aiming for when they make Super Smash Brothers. That's, that's who it's for. That's what every video game is for, by the way. They're all marketed toward children. But most music, most movies, almost everything is marketed toward children. That's why we we try to be so defensive about these things and keep children safe, and and not allow like sex workers to come into these spaces because most things are marketed toward children. Yeah, this especially. This is especially it's it's proven. Like we everyone who's not a child that plays it is is you know taking over a kid's game. You are not the intended demographic for this, and you're that's why like Nintendo doesn't support it because. They just want it to be like a fun party game and everyone puts a bunch of rules in it and shit. But again, it, just think of how crazy that is. Imagine, like, it's still like, imagine for, I can't even think of, uh, of a thing. Like, a t- like imagine like Angelina Jolie when she was promoting Tomb Raider was like, yeah, if you if you send me a picture that you bought a movie ticket stub, you can get a picture of my tits. That's fucking psychotic, okay? And I support, um, I don't actually don't even know if I support sex work. I don't even want to get into it right now. But the fact that she's sending naked pictures of herself to people for summit votes into smash brothers is insane she should not be allowed in the community this is in a community that is already proven for years and years time and time again to be rampant and filled with sexual predators sexual deviants this entire thing is around it has has pedophilia in it you cannot be doing stuff like this it is so deranged is so immature and it's just so irresponsible you can't be doing that and so that's like the, the most recent thing. And people are like defending her because they want to defend sex workers. It's all just another fucking virtue signaling thing. I don't care how fucking, I don't care anything about the sex worker argument. You cannot be selling off. I don't care if they're of legal age, right? There's like, she's just giving out picks like for summit votes. It's, there's, it's just so crazy, right? And anyone that thinks otherwise, like you're just flat out wrong. And you cannot defend this. 
It's crazy to me. And I'm gonna I'll probably get flack for that too. Yeah, I completely agree. It's insane. Um you want Nintendo to support the tournaments, but this is how you fund the tournaments and fund the people going to the tournaments. Like Nintendo rightfully should not be involved. I think they never should have gotten involved in the first place. I think uh, in hindsight, they were 100% correct to always try to block tournaments from existing. Remember, like at Evo, they would be like, "You can't stream this." Yeah. They should, they should go back to that position, and they should stop all of that. Maybe they knew about Evo because wasn't Mr. Wizard like a sexual predator of some? I'm probably, capacity? dude. I'm ready to just say he is with no proof whatsoever right now. I, as I recall, <laughs> he got he got kicked out of the company at Evo, and it's run by someone else now. And he they might didn't have, yeah. have Evo for one of the years, so. Uh, I'm like 99.9% sure that that happened. Like he, uh, a Mr. Wizard. So yeah, the original runner. Uh, so here's yeah. So yeah, here's the, the... the very first result. Uh, Google just autofilled it for me. I typed in Mr. Wizard Evo, and the next word that Google autofilled was allegations. Yeah. So he's been uh, allegated. He's been allegated, uh, and it's. It's insane. Yeah. Maybe so Nintendo's pressing. Maybe they knew. I'll leave. <laughs> I'll leave you with this. If there is no money in it for players, there's no money in it for for tos. Uh, the tournament experience isn't fun. Tournament organizers don't think they get enough credit, and it's filled with with pedophiles and sex workers. Then why does it exist? There's no benefit to anyone. They, people say that they have fun going to the tournament, but you could just play it at home. You could play it online. You're you're really having fun traveling to to three states away and paying $85 to play five games with people you don't know in a, in a venue that only serves like fucking fast food garbage. Like you're not, nothing about this is good. It should be shut down. It's not run well. No one in the scene is making money from it. No one is benefiting from this. So it, sh- it just should not exist. It doesn't make any sense. The torrent, like if I, I get it, like if it's for the love of the game, but it's just filled with awful people. There is no love of the game because people, are just doing it for any fucking scrap of money they can get as far as like winning a tournament or money matches or 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 being a TO or whatever. And so they're doing it for they're 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 doing awful things like with their integrity and their behavior for for pennies and they're complaining about it. It's like at some point you have to say you guys have to take personal accountability too. The Smash community has brought so much more negative impact than it has positive impact and I think it needs to be shut down. Yeah, it should be shut down. Because it's done nothing of value. It's only made people's lives worse. Yeah, and and people like me who who try to, to get things out. So this is what I have done. Again, I, I protested a predator going back to a tournament. And you could say I did it the wrong way or whatever the fuck. I protested a predator going back to a tournament. I've been banned from that tournament. He has not been. That is that this is this is this expands nationally. This is the attitude they have. They don't care. This this is like this is the lesson takeaway from it. Just think about that for a fucking second. The people that are trying to fix it, nothing happens. The people that are running it are all f- sexual perverts. So yeah. yeah, I think we've said enough. It feels good to get that off my chest. Fuck these bastards. Yeah, fuck the Smash community. Zero's a rapist. So is Nairo. So is Ally. They all they all have been caught out doing bad shit. Those are t- fucking top players. Blue, it's 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 everywhere. You can name a hand, uh, who's that other one? Uh, Sinpai recently got caught out bad. I mean, it's just fucking everywhere, dude. Everyone, every gender, every age is taking advantage of young people, and it's fucking insane. I don't understand how they didn't shut it down already when then that big ordeal came out with it originally. Yeah, it's truly despicable that 
I don't think no one's even called the fucking police. No. So that's our that's our lesson. It can't be fixed. There's too many bad apples in it. It needs to be shut down. We need to cancel Smash. Um, we need to cancel Smash Bros. Just play with your friends. It's way more fun. Yeah. Stop trying to make everything a competition. You're not an esport. You're never going to be an esport. Mm-hmm. Um, no one gives a shit about a competition that's like you can have the the match in in eight minutes. Like, no one's going to give a fuck. The only way you're going to bring sponsors in is if you can bring eyes on it for a long period of time, like hours. Mm-hmm. That's why games like League of Legends, CSGO, Dota, those games last a long time. Even StarCraft, which is also 1v1, those games can last a long fucking time. They can be a half an hour for one single game. So you're never going to get the same thing with fighting games. There's a re- Fighting games have been out for a very long time, and they have not made it as an eSport. None of them have. No. Yeah, don't worry about uh, all these tournaments. They're, they're worried about their fucking stream numbers, all this bullshit, making money. No one's actually doing it for the love of the game, um, and they get punished for it. So it's it's over. Cancel that shit. It's fucking done for. We're telling you right now, there's no good to come of it. Burn it all down. Cancel fucking Smash Bros. The tournaments are done. It's over. I'm calling it right now, dude. I'm putting the fucking kibosh on this shit. <laughs> Fuck Smash, dude. Anything you want to go out on? Uh, just that I'm thankful that one day every Smasher will be dead. Yeah, some I agree. By hands, some by others, and too many of old age. I agree entirely. I would say, actually, what I'm going to end is go watch The Mummy Returns. That shit rules, dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right, goodbye, everyone.